Welcome back to another YouTube segment. It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. If you are not already a current YouTube subscriber, hit that subscribe button down below. Like the video if you like what you're seeing and drop a comment if you agree or disagree with everything that we are saying. We do respond to every single com comment here on YouTube. In today's video, we will be talking about the NFL. Ryan Tannehill has made some questionable comments on <laughs> mentorship that Kurt Warner has weighed in on Twitter. We have some uh, NFL draft thoughts from both of our teams and then we will be getting to into um what was the other thing that i was there one more thing that i'm missing uh, yeah there's on? one more thing there's one more thing my man my man someone I, i'm a big fan of might have signed a life sentence over in detroit but we'll talk about oh yeah it. and <laughs> jameson williams might have signed a life sentence has, over in detroit uh, we don't know let's turn it listen mm. jameson williams was was mm. a little bit uh you could see, might have been. A little I might bit have been upset. taking it too far, saying the life sentence. We're turning around in Detroit a little bit. I yeah, might have been. I had to catch myself. In the pictures with Aiden Hutchinson, he looked like he was jersey, going. He looked like he was. He looked a little upset. Just a little bit. So, uh, we'll see how all of these pan out in this video. Let's get into it. Okay, so we're going to start here with Ryan Tannehill and his comments about mentorship. He said he doesn't, uh, he, he's not here to mentor the next guy. He doesn't really have to mentor uh, Malik Willis. Okay, and okay. when he was drafted, Manny and I were together for this draft, and we immediately said, okay, Ryan Tannehill is shitting his pants. Like, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is scared. So uh, Kurt Warner weighed in on Twitter, and he had a tweet that, is now over 150,000 likes. That a boy, Kurt fucking where Warner. Where he tweets, I will never understand the quote, I'm not here to mentor the next guy, end quote, mentality. So for all you young quarterbacks that need a mentor, DM me and I'll be that guy. Happy to help in any way I can. Kurt Warner. Can we just clap it off for Kurt real quick? Way to go, Kurt. Way to go, We were using Twitter. We're going viral. We know how to work DMs. Like, let's go, Kurt. Like, Oh, he's calling games now. Fat, fat. Good for you, Kurt. Oh, so, what do you? Th what What are your thoughts on this? Um, do you think Ryan should not have basically showed almost like a fear factor in that? I feel like yeah, that, that shows shit, a that, fear nah, factor. That, that shit's lame, bro. That shit. That shit is lame. And like you can feel that shit in the locker room too. Like when you play on a team and like the starter quarterback knows he's like someone's hounding down his back. Like you can see it, and the team like looks to see how you respond to that because you are the leader. Like just a couple months ago, you were the leader when we were playing against the Bengals and we were like, you were our guy. So like, we want to see how you respond to that. And it's just not, that's not the place to be. Like, first of all, you got a job, homie. Like aside from all the personal shit, I know you weren't the, you were one of the best quarterbacks in the world. I know we're not trying to say, I know we're, I'm not trying to say Tannehill's great, but he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's one of the better quarterbacks in the world. It's obvious. There's a lot of ego there. And you don't want your job gun for. We've seen the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. You've probably seen the same thing with Carson Wentz too when Jalen Hurts said it's like an ego shot. But in the limelight, you got to still do your job. You know what I mean? So you got to, like, even if you don't plan on, which I think is already bullshit if you don't plan on mentoring him, but if you don't, just answer the question. Like, yeah, he'll be with me in practice. We'll be in the throne together. Da, da, da. You can handle it so much more better than that. That answer tells me I'm at the crib. I know I'm losing my job, and I'm just going to go out here and just not filter my words, and I know it's probably be over for this year or the after the next. Well, I mean, and it's, it's like, Tannehill, you had your chances, boss. You've had, like, we talk about how time and time, time, and time again in the league you need a guy at quarterback to win a championship. But there's been teams that, Eagles included, that have shown that you don't really necessarily need that. You could even say the same with the Giants. But if you talk about a team – that had guys around him, 
that, that didn't necessarily have a guy a quarterback that could have been successful. The Titans were far and away. That team with Derrick Henry, the variable defense, all these weapons they put around him now, and they were the healthiest team going to the playoffs last year. Tannehill, you lost your job there. Like it wasn't the draft, it wasn't that you lost your job, Ryan. Like they gave you, they they gave up plenty of assets for you, made it known you are a guy. Didn't even I think they pretty much, I think that the GM come out in the offseason said like we're not trading it for no quarterback or something like that. Tannehill's our guy. So you lost your own job, boss. Don't don't like project your own shit on Malik Willis. This is a guy, first of all, a great dude. They had clips of him like giving homeless people shirts and shit outside. It wasn't planned, like he wasn't even trying to have people get it on camera. Like just show the dude some respect coming in, bro. And and you remember how it was when you were a rookie, like it's like when you go in, everyone, if you played high school football, it's like when you go in the maybe ninth grade if you made varsity or 10th grade, the first year you start playing varsity and like you go to the varsity practice, it's like, fuck, dude, these dudes are like, it's a whole other level. Like, I would love if someone could just show me the ropes and like you, those guys that showed you the ropes in either high school, college, like, hold, also, a special, like hold a special place in your heart. Cause you know, like, it's like, bro, just do, like, you would, you, Tano, you would have loved someone to show you the ropes and you came in, bro, just show somebody. Here's else. the other thing it's with, with the mentorship in the NFL for, for quarterbacks, but not only quarterbacks, any position. Any leader that's any up to do that. This is not only for everything that goes on on the football field. This Great is point. how we manage our money. Yep. How how we how we uh, plan for retirement. How we you know take our our public social lives. Yep. How we how we learn to manage you know this persona Bro, that we have bad, now. Even how to manage a bad game. It's a very very. It's so much more than just being on it's the field. Little shit. So and and the other the other thing that I that I wanted to say about like the football aspect of it is like we've seen in recent years. Like I feel like. The Titans could be such a better team in the postseason, um, you know, actually trying to go make it and, and get that championship if Tannehill wasn't there and if they had a different guy. Yeah. So, like, if Malik Willis is, is, is really that guy, then you really are in trouble because right. it almost feels like that. it's not like they're one piece away because they are very, very close. Yeah. It's just... If Tannehill could just be a little bit better in these situations late, late down the stretch in the season, in the postseason. I mean, come we, on, bro. We start the we start the Bengals game with a pick. That's right? what I'm saying. We take down like these you turnovers. Just, you just lost your job. So I think uh, that was a smart move, and and also the fact Hell that yeah. he even fell that. Low I'm gonna to say, them. and when they drafted, you got to also take into account when they drafted him. They didn't draft him in no. the first round, Ryan. If they drafted him in the first round, I still would be mad you said that, but I would be a little more understanding, bro. He fell. It's I like, also would love to know if the Titans even had a thought of like, yeah, like we actually could get Malik Wells, or that was like. Holy shit, guys! Everybody in the draft well, room, like they, throwing papers. Well, yeah, like, well, guys, what they we do have a is, chance to get. So, so Derek Stingley Jr. was talking about this after he got drafted by the Texans. Which, first of all, him and Lovey Smith are gonna have a lot of fun together. But he was saying like, you go to these meetings and they're like, yeah, you're not gonna fall to us. But if you do, this is what we plan to do with you. Like, I'm sure Malik Willis had a bunch of meetings, Titans especially, given their quarterback situation. Like, you're not falling to us, Malik. But if you do, you're gonna and like they're watching that board and it's like. Okay, they took Kenny. And that's what the other thing oh, was, they, too. They, like, oh, they took Kenny Pickett? But imagine okay. if, if A.J. Brown was there with him, too. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah, the loss of A.J. does kind of hurt a little and, bit. And but. obviously, it's with payment, and it's obviously with, with payment for him. And then you have Julio mm. Jones is not there anymore. So, um, And then, well, they did draft another guy who we were watching the draft. And yeah. it says, what's his, what's his NFL comparison? AJ Brown, yeah. like wow, guys, we sent AJ Brown. I don't, I don't think all respect to Braylon. I don't think he's going to be better than AJ Brown like that quick, though. Investment wise, it like. Even you see how they draft, they they're moving a completely different direction. It's like, all right, all the old fuckers, let's not even because AJ Brown's not old, but all the the old nah, regime, let's get it out the door. Draft another regime. running back for Derek, yeah. behind Derrick Henry, so uh, it's definitely going to be a a 
like just I just think weird they, how their dude, offense just, is going to roll now. I don't just, think they're going to be as powerful, in just my look, opinion. Like, this sum it all up with the whole Tannehill thing. Just just look out for people, bro. Like it's not that hard. Yep. Like even like when people people reach this out to us, like yo, think about starting a podcast. Like what should we do? Just yo, here's the mic. There's this, is that, bro. You would die for somebody to do that for you when you first started, bro. Just be a good human. Like right. it's not even about the whole ego. No, because that's a good point. Though, just be a good we human, have had bro. People ask us like like you know. What are those microphones? How'd you get started? Did you do this? Did you do that? Kyle's and done it for Kyle Waterboys has done it for us. Like, yeah. just be a good human, bro. Yeah. It's not hard. Yeah, we, we Teddy hooked us up with an overlay on Twitch. Like, everybody can eat, regardless of what you think, Tannehill. Even if you keep playing good football, Tannehill, you mentor him, you can finish your career on a good high note, and then he can come in way much better. Also, you could even sit there and get paid to be a fucking backup. Facts, but ego. 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 I have to be that guy. Well, like, you're not that guy because if you were that guy, then the Titans would have a Jimmy, better outcome in the postseason. Jimmy, and that's just the fact. Jimmy G is everything that Tannehill wants to be. Isn't that crazy? No, that is true. And I, I loved how there was no chatter about where Jimmy Garoppolo was going to go in the NFL draft. There was absolutely no chatter. But then what do the 49ers do in the, the, the last pick in Mr. Irrelevant? They draft Purdy. They draft right. a quarterback. Right. So... But- even like you, you're shining a great light on, on Jimmy G because look why why I mean obviously okay they have Trey Lance Trey Lance was a whole different situation but how did he respond to the Trey Lance situation? We were one game away. So Tannehill, bro, shut the fuck up and just play ball. Well, you want to know why he probably he probably was that good to because him? there was heat. But no, he, because he had Tom Brady as his mentor. And he's like, true. all right, so I know I know what and it's he like know to be how mentored. to handle that situation. I'm gonna be a mentor to him. And, and there's Simple probably that. no one that knows how to handle that situation towards in terms of mentorship than Brady. So I mean, it, it, just, it just goes to show, bro. The people that shut up and, and grab the lunch pill and go to work. As much as I hate that say that saying, but that's what you got to do sometimes. And it shows, like Jimmy G, bro. After the injury, they draft Trey Lance. They was they were hounding for his job even during the season. There were some games where I was sitting out here for you from before some reaction shows, and we're like, yeah, we got to get Trey Lance. Well, even the other thing was like, it was like, and he keeps. Ball and just at the beginning of the season, the some people were saying, you know, like they're gonna, there's gonna be a dogfight to see who's even gonna be the starter. 100%. Obviously, that didn't happen, but that was that was Trey Lance, like the Trey Lance was getting red zone. That was the chatter first game of the season. Yeah, so I, I there's the, the guys that tend to stay the course and just do the job, regardless of how you feel. Always usually end up on top or nearly. Like if you end up if you're if you're telling me right now you're sitting at home, you would hate to have a Jimmy G career. Fuck out of here. But right. you didn't necessarily get to the mountaintop. But hey, you shoot for the moon, you fall in the stars. You know what I'm saying? What's it saying? You shoot for the moon, fall in the stars. Look at Jimmy G now. And wasn't he, wasn't he with some porn star camp? Bro, stop it. Stop <laughs> That's it. That's how I'm just eager to see where he goes. Stop it. Um, uh, but all right, let's, let's chat uh, more oh, about yeah, the, the birds. Let's chat more about uh, draft picks. Um, let's start with the Eagles. We had George Ooh. Davis. We had N'Kobe Dean. Very, very, very extremely late. But also, there was the trade with A.J. AJ Brown, Brown, which was just mentioned. So let's talk about, first, uh, with A.J. Brown, your thoughts on A.J. Brown giving him $100 million. There's some, there's some incentives. There's a lot of guaranteed, $57 million guaranteed. What's that going to do for Jalen Hurts? And, and as, a, as a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan, how are you feeling about this, this you know, wide receiving core now? It does a, it does a lot for Jalen Hurts because like, A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts are just boys to begin with. So You can it, see him laughing, too, it's, on the it's, call. It does a lot for you because you saw it with – I'm not saying A.J. Brown's OBJ, but you saw it with Baker and OBJ. Like – when you don't have that cohesion with your number one wide receiver, shit can go left or shit can go right really fucking fast. So that the, the fact that they're boys helps a lot because Jalen's struggling or not getting the ball, something they can talk about it easier and whatnot. Helps Devontae Smith out. I'm just gonna say that. A shit ton. Because I mean, Quezzy Quez, love you, baby, but like you're not taking the pressure off Devontae Smith the way AJ Brown will. And plus AJ Brown's just a fo- a fucking football player. Like we talk about how like the Rams wide receivers they block run routes, get each other guys open, set good picks on their pick plays, they're not selfish. That's A.J. Brown in the flesh. And he's just going to be – he's a Philadelphia guy through and through. Love that he's rocking the 11. It's, also, the um, that green 
suit jacket that he was wearing. Ooh, that was ooh, clean. That was ooh. clean. Jordan, but let me get to Jordan Davis. But I want to do say one thing I, on AJ Brown. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I do think that uh, this is going to be even more f- uh, of a very good situation mm-hmm. and outcome for Devontae Smith because um, for Jalen Hurts, he's got ammunition to choose mm-hmm. from. AJ Brown is a much bigger body. He's a much thicker built body mm-hmm. where we can mm-hmm. kind of get him on those slants, maybe hit off some tackles. Or contested, if he's contested, cause contested let's, catches, let's, cause yeah, Jalen Hurts isn't the most accurate. Uh, he's he has a good arm, but he's not the most. He can get up there. And he's get not it. Aaron Rodgers. But if 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 you know AJ Brown is locked up on a double coverage, you're gonna have quick feet, speed, one cut and go, a s- little bit slimmer, faster. Devontae Smith down the seam, gone touchdown. Yeah, so we have two I just guys, love how this this tandem duo is gonna be able to We have two guys that can win off the line one on one against top corners every single time. That was just the struggle that you had with Quez on the other side because we just know they can man up Quez with any cornerback in the league. Not saying Quez is bad, but they're probably gonna struggle getting off the line of scrimmage. That's why they the Ravens got rid of Hollywood Brown, but that's a whole other story. But like the having a having a one or two that can just get off the line versus any corner is such a valuable asset because then it's just like everyone can play one on one or they're gonna have to play zone, which I mean, which is great for us on the offensive side of the ball. All on the defensive side of the ball, we got Jordan Davis, Jacoby Dean. And Jacoby, the little question mark with the shoulder, I think he's fine. I think he's a football player. I, I wanted to, I'm not sure when they asked him to take surgery, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But, I mean, the dude wanted to play for a natty, and he probably didn't want to sit out and fuck up his draft stock. I'm not sure when that when he had to get yeah. surgery, though, when they told him. So that's that can get fat-checked. But you get Jordan Davis in there, too. Essentially not Fletcher Cox, Cox replacement, but, I mean, a couple years ago we were looking to trade Fletcher Cox. There was talks about it before he resigned, so – you just see how Howie Rosen builds a team, and like I'm almost becoming pro Howie, like starting to become pro Howie because you look how you, look how he built 2017, front to back. So Howie starts off the draft this year. Fletcher Carr's getting a little older. Jason Kelsey's getting a little older. Drafted the center. The, we drafted the center after we drafted Nicobe Dean. Got Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, the center, the center of the future, front to back and like people don't even understand defense is literally just like fucking geometry bro like if you have a tree and jordan davis up front or a tree like fletcher cox up front that can just eat up defenders you can put an extra guy back in coverage because he can beat those two-on-ones now we have instead of having like five or six guys that can coverage we have seven and because of a uh, uh formidable pass rush that's why when you see these teams that are so good that they can get home with four guys rushing and drop seven guys back in coverage not they don't have to bring five and six to bring pressure every time so it's just a great foundation point like not saying that we're not because we could win now, but still, like these great organizations, you see they're they're in win now mode. But then for some reason, like like the Steelers, the Ravens, all these teams, they can still just draft for the future as they're in win now mode. So I mean, I'm almost becoming pro so, Howie. It's, it's it's a little interesting. I also uh, am just excited to see how this outcome of and this situation with um this positive situation with Jordan Davis can he's jumping he's jumping in with into the this defensive shit. front. Yeah, like how much? I mean, it's scary. And it, but it's also just a lot again back with this pressure point. You're taking a little bit more pressure off of these guys because, you know, you're a younger guy. You could do a little bit more work. You can take a little bit more on you. But also, if they if they stop me, probably not going to stop you. Exactly. So things like that can can also <laughs> uh, help out as well. still here. DG but also, let's here. talk about um, in terms of I'm – not, I'm not asking the question on grading like the drafts. Right. I'm saying with – we haven't seen any of them play, right? Mm. But with the drafts for each team in the NFC East, including last year's – play and outcome and how their record was where would you rank your nfc east right now from top to bottom in those four teams including this draft right so you know eagles have to be much okay higher. okay so we're saying we're saying who the best teams are in the league in the, in the nfc east. in the nfc east. If you, like this is this is just it's a weird question but i think it's 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 a cool question because you're factoring in what this draft just did for all four of these teams being completely honest and like i know i did it last year on our nfc east predictions no, but, but i i, 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 like I wholeheartedly believe that the eagles are the best team in the division right now Cowboys are the second team, but they lost a lot 
Like, and people are like, oh, Cedric Wilson's not. The-. No, Cedric Wilson's a good football player. Like, they lost good football players that were that were key pieces on the team. Like, do you want to do, do we want to talk about the defense end that they lost? Like, they lost some guys. So I think they're they're comfortable to put them in the second slot. Dak still Dak. I know, I know, I know. CD still CD. I know, I know, I know. But like, is CD still CD without Amari there? There's just a lot of question marks with the Cowboys that I'm just I have to see. And we still got Gallup there too after he got his payday as well. He also injuries. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I love Gallup. You know me, but like injuries as well. So I'll slot I'll slot them second. There's a lot of question marks. Football team I put third, and then I'll put y'all fourth. Really? I, I don't really know. I don't just I just don't know what you guys are doing, bro. I say Quan's gonna be healthier this year. That talks about what was, what was these talks about Bradbury? Yeah. So there. What is going there's on? There's been talks that they were looking to get to trade him, and then there was a tweet that. Um, it was NFL, I think it was NFL Rumors or something tweeted this, that Giants were looking to free up $10 million more in, in salary cap space. So they would... It was so like getting rid of Bradbury. Yeah. And then Darius Slay. Why would you do that? Literally comments, not W-H-Y, why, the letter Y, <laughs> would you do that? Uh, because but, even he knows, two years ago, he was the best corner in the league. But that, no, that, so. that, that, but that gives me some of the reasons to slot you off fourth, because like, I just don't know, like you, you guys just aren't trying to win football games. Like football, the football teams in win now mode. Like they're not, they're not great, but they are trying to win football games. Like you guys, I are we sure about Danny Dimes? Obviously, are, are, we, are we sure about Bradbury? I mean, we know he's a great football player, but do we want to keep him around? Do we want to? I do, I am really happy about. We got rid of Jabril last year. Like I just don't know what's going. Like I just don't know what's going on. I'm anymore. really happy about the offensive line drafts Very this true. year. And y'all grabbed the wide receiver too as well. Yeah, that should and, that should round out that core nicely. And little, little yeah, key. we got a Kentucky speedster. So yeah. and then people are starting to say now that the Kadarius Tony trades are. Not gonna happen. So then, the fuck was the point of that? I guess you I wanted. Know. I, I seen. You know people, what that was? Then maybe people, that would be Sterling. Bye bye, Sterling Shepard. Then and yeah, then you have a, a second year, a rookie. Um, and then you have um Kenny Galladay, <laughs> which is we're not. I wonder what he does with his money. <laughs> he got a lot of it. He got um, a lot. Of it. Did draft a tight end, which was good because Evan Ingram is gone. Very true. But uh, you got two. Obviously, you got Evan Neal, and then you got two. North Carolina offensive lineman as well. So this is this front to back. It's this entire offensive line has developed into a much younger line, which is very exciting for Saquon Barkley's sake. Um, and then added some some extra running backs in there. I can't. I mean, I, I get very optimistic every year after these drafts, but I seriously do think I'm. And I said this on that Twitter clip. I, d- I seriously do think that this draft alone, I've never been as happy as I was after those first two picks. You get another defensive end there. We get there to, to, to help out Leonard Williams on the other side. Facts. And then and then you get Evan Neal, big boy Evan Neal, to, to, to create some protection for Daniel Jones and open up some space for Saquon Barkley. So um, I'm excited for it. They usually say the boring drafts are the best drafts long term. So. And, and the, it was the nothing really is, flashy like, for the Giants. If, um, you know, if, if the commanders did not get Carson Wentz, Oh my fucking god! You know, then, then Jesus Christ! I've been saying the football team this whole fucking. <laughs> I think. Oh, that's right. Um, I didn't even notice that to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> really? Can we? Get... All right, so it's the Commanders, guys. Everyone. Well, adjust. we we got so accustomed to saying it for the NFL reaction shows that I didn't even. Because I used to, I almost said the other one. Like it was like last year. Like I'm almost saying the other one so many times. Uh-huh. Like, football team, football team, football yeah. team. So I'm like I have it ingrained in my mind, and like now it's like Commanders, bro. Commanders. Jesus uh, but Christ. I just think the in terms of like rating these four, I think the outcome for putting the Giants higher would be insanely different if there was no Carson Wentz, you know, addition to the commanders. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I I'm going to be. I'm going to stay. I love what's going on with your coaching staff, though? That's coaching a bad. That's the other thing. A lot of weapons to play with. The a lot GM, of weapons to play with. Joey and Brian are hey, a great that, additions. Pavel got a lot of weapons to play with, so we'll see what he got. And a lot of the things that they were saying, uh, you know, when Lewis Riddick was chatting, uh, and, and Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper in the first Riddick. day, and then it was nice. Like the second day on Saturday, they were sitting outside and the and, the, and they were you know had the sunlight on them. Uh, but you had you had Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, and um, and Lewis Riddick sitting, breaking down some of these offensive line, you know, moves for the Giants in day three, where you get the later round picks, where people don't really know those names, but you show the highlight reels, and then you have these experts talk about them and why that's important to their teams. And some of the things that they said is, all right, so for these guys, they just need to be coached well. If they they, they don't they have some of the fundamentals there, but it, those pieces just have to line up, and and I don't know if it can line up, but with really good coaching, it will. And that's why I'm excited for that because it's like Brian Dabble, like you know what you're doing. So so they say. So so they say. Uh, and and then you have your buddy from Buffalo as well, Joe upstairs. So you know, in terms of of coaching and development for these players, I, I there's no reason for me not to be optimistic. If we still had douchebag, you know, Joe Judge, then yeah, I probably wouldn't be as optimistic as <laughs> I am right now. We was never on the Joe Judge train over here, man. We was I was. I was. And then, you know, you, you lost out. me when we go, we're, we're on the, we're on our own nine yard line. Listen, and we call any, a fucking any, any grown QB man, sneak. any grown man, especially if you like sign for a really prestigious job, like when there's only 32 of them, like you don't got to puff your chest out to impress you, bro. You just got a job where there's only 32 of them available in the nation, bro. You don't got to puff your chest out. You don't got to do all this. Ah, bro, it's cool, bro. I knew from that, I knew from that point on, I'm like, oh, there's some smoke and mirrors going on. I don't know if Bull know what he's doing. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I mean, it's going to be exciting to see. Um, it's really, it's been interesting. You know, it's been really interesting about like doing this podcast with you. It's like, I had to like, like it used to be really fucked like New York like I wouldn't even give a fuck bro. Yeah. like you I would have to get to like obviously I follow the sport but like I'm not like quick to look at what's going on in New York like now it's like oh okay what's New York doing like I'm watching I'm watching Rangers games and shit I'm like yeah what are they, what I are think they I also like just am not as I mean I still hate like all Philly sports but I'm not as much of like a hater on those things like I feel like a like, younger you know, that's like, what I mean. I, like younger days, like I'm talking like middle well, school, like, high school. I mean, like, like it's really fuck New York, bro. Like, but it's, like that AJ care. Brown like trade and how that works and like what I said about it. Like, even if I was, even if I like at like I do hate Philly, but if I like Philly sports, but if I if I really was like, it's hard to explain. But if I really was like, if my mind was never gonna change and I could never adapt to even showing the littlest bit of respect for Philly. And that that would never change. I even still would have to have some type of little bit in my brain to be like that move act like it works. Yeah, it so be. like now it's it's opened up doors to be like you have to appreciate some of those things because they are smart things, regardless if it's a team that you don't like. But that's what I'm saying. Even back in the day, like I feel like when I was like really, really, really hating Philadelphia sports just because of the humiliation that I would have to walk <laughs> through in the hallways at school, and I would hate Philly sports. Even then, I feel like. As much hate as that I, as I had for them, I would still be like, yeah, that's still a great move. Yeah. Like, you can't not hide that fact. I used to be salty, bro. Like, I used to, I was adamantly rooting against you guys when you guys well, were listen, so the Well, listen, so the, the last thing I'll say on this is, the, a funny story is when Deshaun Jackson had the punt return and all that. I was watching it with my dad and my brother upstairs in my, like, parents' room. We were, like, getting ready to go to dinner or something. I think we were in, we were in like, fifth grade or something. And we are getting ready to go out to dinner. And... We saw it happen, and we were literally saying to to each other, my brother and my dad, we were both saying, just got to kick the ball out of bounds, 
and bro, no over. one thought they were gonna kick it to him. And then when it happened, I literally like I was like on my hands and my knees, and I literally said to my dad, "I'm like, I can't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> I can't go. Like, I you gotta write me a note. Like, I'm gonna be humiliated. I can't go. I you I, you like you can't you can't let me go to school. I can't go to school." Uh, so it was the funniest story. I went that shit and I got crazy, shit on. I, I watched it with my dad, and my brother. And we just like. Like aside from the play, we just, we just all think he's not kicking getting the ball, so we're just kind of watching. Like, all right, fuck it, we'll chalk this. Yeah, it's up. over. It and then they kick it to him. We're all just like, what the? fuck? You want to hear another? That's shitty? what he does, and it's just. Fuck about, here's kid. another shitty story. Um, I gotta find this video because see if we can flash this on the screen. I'll try to text somebody for it. Uh, but freshman year, we were all watching on a really, really little TV in one one of my friend's rooms in uh, my freshman year dorm. You know, probably ten or twelve people in this room watching on this little TV of. Jake Elliott kicking the bomb. Oh my god! And I'm literally sitting on like my that friend's was bed. freshman year. I was watching that shit in my dorm. And I'm I'm sitting on my friend's bed, and it goes through, and like everybody in this room is going fucking ballistic, and my heads are in my hands, and I'm like I, this, and I literally remember sitting there in my head when I just could all all I could hear was the screaming in my ears and the fucking like pushing me back and all that kind of stuff. I literally like just remembered that moment that I just said where I was like. Dad, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Like, I'm going to get humiliated. So there are some things where New York sports is really fucking taking me down. But uh, we have to talk about the Yankees in the next segment. So we appreciate you guys for tuning in to, to this segment for some NFL talk about the draft and Ryan Tannehill's questionable comments on mentorship. If you did like this video, drop a like down below and a comment if you agree or disagree with anything that we said. Like I said at the beginning, we do respond to every single comment on YouTube. It's the All Day Everyday Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin, and we will see you on the next one.